0: Hey guys and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. So this week's episode and this episode is is quite special. So it's one of my long-term clients, Eilish. So Eilish has been with me for about 14 months now, I think. Uh, And I'm really, really excited for Eilish to come on and kind of talk about her story and kind of the breakthroughs that she's had for herself, for her own mental health, the mental side of things herself and kind of family life and work life. So Eilish, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me, Shane. I'm excited to virtually be here.
0: (laughs) You're a little bit nervous about people listening to this, so you're not not the first one. Kate was kind of freaking out, Bev was freaking out a little bit. So uh, all I can say is you'll be fine after the first few little minutes, you'll be fine. So I'm going to get you to explain your little story um, to, no, not little story, but I'm going to get you to explain your story uh, to those who aren't aware who you are.
1: So um, I suppose thanks for the introduction, Shane. Uh, It's been wonderful working with you for the past 14 months. And I have learned so much about myself, but I suppose to let everyone know where I started, I need to take it right back to the beginning. So I was one of the luckier people growing up. I was lucky to have a talent um, in that I was a sprinter. So I used to sprint run (laughs) and I used to do that competitively and I got to um I got to see a lot of the world I got to meet some lovely people and I suppose all importantly I was fit but I suppose when I was 23 22 23 um the straw kind of I hit the straw that broke the camel's back per se I was doing too much I was working when I was in college I was training eight days a week I and I was studying physics which by no means was um, an easy course to study so (laughs) I eventually gave up because it was an all-or-nothing approach for me I couldn't do it half-arsed so what ended up happening was me was I stopped doing fitness at all I didn't do anything so I went from training like seven days a week and some of those days being double days to doing absolutely nothing and I threw all my energy into college and work uh, came out of college a kind of a bad time it was um, right after the recession so nobody wanted graduates it was so I worked making sandwiches <laughs> and I worked. <laughs> um, uh, I worked in medical devices um but but in no means a role related to what a physicist should be doing so i put all my energy into progressing and that was what was important to me it was you know keep slogging away and keep working crazy hours so you know i would get to the next step and get to the next step and then i suppose in 2015 um we got a nice little surprise in our household (laughs) and I found out I was expecting a little girl so that gave me something else to put all of my energy into you know absolutely every ounce of my energy went into my little girl and I did that right up until July 2019 where I worked all the time I was a mum all the time and you know that's a that's a lot that's a lot of my you know early 20s spent putting time into everything that wasn't me and I remember one day in July I saw that you had put up you know that you were looking for three people to gain control of their life and I said I need to look after me I need to have something in my life that's me that doesn't define me as a sprinter that doesn't define me as a worker that doesn't define me as a mummy I need to know what I'm about when I sit in a quiet room I need to be happy with just me Um so yeah July 2019 and um, it was like almost like a rebirth for me I've become such uh, happier healthier bubbly you know all better to be with kind of person I guess <laughs>
0: I'll never forget, I think it was last week or the week before your check-in was, come at me, bro.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so that's the headspace uh, that Eilish is in at the minute. Um, but the biggest thing, like one of the things you talk about an awful lot was like, you've got Robin and Robin's even getting involved doing the cooking at home. Not that you're making her do the cooking, but she's making the little pizzas in the recipe books. Like, how have you kind of found the, the balance of being kind of, a, particularly during lockdown? Like, it's not easy like even not having kids during lockdown how have you kind of found the balance to kind of work the kind of the 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 walking the gym or whatever it may be for yourself how have you kind of struck a balance there
1: um, I think the first most important thing is I get up really early I get up really really early because I had the realisation that the house is super quiet between like half five in the morning until half eight <laughs> and that's where i put in the most of my me time between half five and half eight i will do some work um you know the kind of more focused work where i can't have a distraction i will get a walk in nearly every single morning no matter how wet it is even if it's just a kilometer you know it's anything it doesn't have to be like a 5k 10k loop even if it's just a kilometer on a wet morning it just kind of sets me up right and then I do some yoga in the morning as well, so you know plug more wrath here if you want. <laughs> but um, I started doing that, and you know before I half eight before you know the s h one t hits the fan in the morning, I've already put in a lot of me time and a little bit of work time, so you know it it sets me up right for the day by doing that um,
0: and like how, like how like the biggest thing for a lot of people is the like where you're where you're living like it rains a lot so to find a sunny day i think is the rarity but how do you get yourself out in the morning even when if it's kind of raining as you said it's even a kilometer but how do you kind of focus your head to say right i'm actually just gonna go and do this
1: buy a good jacket (laughs) 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 i was not expecting that answer yeah well i suppose even to get that it's really simple things it's you know when my alarm goes off in the morning i do this really simple technique where it's i go five four three two one and then i jump up
0: (laughs) yeah i've heard that technique i think it's i think i've heard steve's weight loss talk about that i think it's from like jocko willink or something like that that call that five three two one jump it it does work it's really really effective
1: yeah definitely Uh,
0: Um, And in relation to the yoga, you've noticed a massive shift in your own mindset, particularly in the last kind of two or three months. It's kind of shifted for you. Like when people do yoga, they feel like it it can be a little bit airy fairy. And like, had you tried yoga before or was this completely new to you?
1: No, I had tried it before. Um, I had probably tried and I'll definitely get the styles wrong. So I won't even try and mention them. But I had tried the almost too simple yoga, you know, that's very slow movement. What I find about as yoga is that it does physically push me. Um, but also at the same time, you know, you can, there's different levels. So like I can try and do the most advanced level because that's the kind of person that I am. Um, but at, it's also, you're kind of connecting with your breath and there is moments in the class so the whole class isn't about you know too airy fairy but there's moments in the class where you really check in with yourself and you know you set your intention for the day um and you take a few minutes to kind of you know lay in the silence in your sabhasana you know it's it's the little it's it's a lovely balance is what i find about the yoga that i do at Mora. um
0: the savasana was one of those things i enjoyed the most which is for those who aren't aware of yoga savasana is literally lying on a floor fast asleep for about 10-15 minutes um and it, like that It like but i think a lot of people are like as you said which you've kind of mentioned it kind of like a lot of people are afraid to be with their own thoughts like you've got your two or three hours in the morning of kind of being with yourself a lot of people are uncomfortable with that side of things have you ever kind of struggled with that side of things
1: definitely Definitely. And I think that goes back to where I was kind of pre-July 2019. I was so busy that I I never sat and thought. You know, I just, I would throw myself into cleaning something. I would throw myself into working crazy hours. You know, I was never happy to just sit with myself. And I think it's just been the more time that I've put into me, I think, And I've become such a better person now because I am and I can you know I can happily say I am happy with the person that I am now you know I can look in the mirror each morning and go I'm proud of me but it took a long time to get there and it took a lot of little changes in you know looking at myself and deciding what I wanted but it was the start was asking that question it wasn't i used to i used to be a people pleaser i used, you know want to do everything to make everyone else happy but i would never stop and ask myself the question what would make me happy
0: i've i've been there so like that is so poignant and that's i've been there and it's it it, it is difficult it can be difficult should i say to kind of get out of that headspace particularly if you are being pulled left, right, and center by, say, family and work, and you've quite a successful career as well, like what was the what was the one thing that you think that kind of just got you out of that funk? I know you kind of mentioned the small steps. What was there? Was there one of those small steps that kind of just got you out of that funk?
1: Not to big you up here, but it was definitely starting with you. It made me accountable because I had to do my check in each week, and I had to, you know look at myself I know I joined you primarily for weight loss I never joined you with the intent of getting to where I am now with my mindset I joined you with the intent of losing weight but then it just kind of exploded because I think filling in your check in sheet was the first time where you know every Sunday evening I would actually sit down and check in with myself if that made sense so you know I was looking at not only food and training but it was how are you feeling were you tired you know and i think that really helped
0: yeah i think that, uh, thank you for that i didn't even pay you for that um <laughs> so i get of, i get like an awkward turtle now when people give me compliments something i need to work on but um i think as you said the accountability definitely does help people but those check-in sheets i think i'm thinking about tweaking something for you guys on those check-in sheets anyway but it's interesting to say that that was like your even if it only takes like it only takes about five or ten minutes to fill in the sheet it's like it doesn't take that long um but it was your check-in time with yourself to say what actually have i achieved and think of a positive way because i think so many people a lot of us me included can be very very hard on ourselves in relation to various different areas whether it be are we working hard enough or we were are we doing enough in in anything really um and it's it's interesting that you, you've kind of you've spoken about that and like the, the work thing for yourself like how have you like with work and stuff like during during what's going on like how have you how have you survived it really with with the very successful career that you have
1: um i think you know first one thing that have to be said is that you know i am lucky to be in the position where i can 100 percent effectively work from home so you know i think that's kind of the caveat i need to put out there but then that came with some big downfalls for me at the start um and i think because what helped me then as well is because i was checking in with myself but at the very very start i didn't get it right i would get up at half five and i would turn on my laptop straight away I wouldn't go for a walk. I wouldn't do my yoga. So I would work from half five until nearly six o'clock every day. doing twelve and a half 12 and a half hours with a four-year-old running around. Um, So, you know, I had no energy. (laughs) It was no fun. And I think the first kicker I got was that I would be sitting at my desk and um, my boyfriend, Coleman, would knock on the window and he'd like point at his watch and be like what are you doing <laughs> and i'm like oh well you know here i am working away um but you know i think it was identifying those things so between checking in on my check-in sheet checking in with you and then having him being like you know what are ya you at you're spending twelve and a half hours working a day you're you know Like work never ends. Is I have to set up those boundaries. I have to set those really strict boundaries for myself. So simple things like, you know, I put in those non-negotiables, as you say. Like a non-negotiable for me is my yoga every morning. No, you know, if that clashes with a meeting, the meeting gets rejected. I have to do my yoga. (laughs) Um, breakfast is a non-negotiable. Lunch is a non-negotiable, and finishing um earlier i won't say the time just in case anyone from work is listening. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's it's making sure that you know i'm working only the correct number of hours yeah yeah so just non-negotiables the finishing time which i'm not disclosing <laughs> um but it's it's all about those it's just literally these are my non-negotiables and everything else will just have to work around that
0: and was there ever any kind of guilt that came into play when you were kind of setting those non-negotiables at the beginning?
1: Yeah, 100%. Because, you know, I, the expectation from, I suppose, people that I worked with was, you know, I was always available. But what I had to say to myself is, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's going to sound really cheesy, but you work to live. You don't live to work. And... Um, So at the end of the day, what's a million times more important to me is that Robin gets the most out of me and nobody else can steal that from her. And Coleman, he gets a little bit too. But at the end of the day, it's Robin. He get she gets the most of me. So work's not allowed to take that.
0: Yeah, I think like, I think so many people out there, like I've been in, we were talking off air about like the corporate stuff and. I was in the corporate world and I even met up with people yesterday and they were kind of like, all they spoke about was kind of like, they just gave out about other people. And like, you don't seem to have that, but it, for me, it was like the wrong ladder against the wrong wall for a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people are realizing that now. And even some of the other clients are kind of asking like how I made the decision to move. But for myself, my situation was very, very different. My health went and unfortunately, that's not what I don't want that to happen to anyone. But for other people, if there's anyone listening to this that is looking to change career, the biggest advice what I say to you is, is it something that you want to do out there? Potentially do it as a mixer on the side. And like if it's for my always my example is if you are making, say, cakes or buns or something like that, go down to like one of the local fairs, try to sell that on the weekend and see if there's enough uptake on that. And can you make that enough cash out of that? To It is scary. It is very, very scary, but you've been very, very fortunate with, with finding the balance and the priorities of change and stuff like that for yourself. But like in you, you're, you're, you're very, very competitive from your sprinting days. Um, and even on the check-ins and stuff like that, when you're kind of measuring your kind of your lifts and stuff like that, you're very, very competitive. Like, why did this not go up? Um, so like, how did you, like, I, you've been working from home and training from home. so how did you find the balance from working from training growing from training in the gym uh, to training at home then as well where there was potentially no boundaries
1: um i to be honest at the very very start i started doing you know kind of like those amrap things and they're not me, so we found a dodgy old bench that we had in the garage and as you've seen from some it's, videos, it's very it's old good. school. There's turf in the corner.
0: <laughs> I love getting the I love getting the form videos from uh from It's brilliant. It's she Turf in the corner and you got the bench, the head. Lizzie was like the turf. It's brilliant. It's like Rocky.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, sometimes we move the bench outside. That's fun. <laughs> Um, but no, it's just about like at the end of the day, you know, it's it's not about having excuses. It's you know, be it that I'm in the gym or be it that I'm at home or be it that you know I'm down in Cork at my mum's house or up in Sligo at Coleman's mum's house, you know, you can still do exercise no matter where you are. Be it that it's two cartons of milk or you've got a full beautiful gym set, you know. if you make the most of
0: what you have, Shane. At the end of the day, yeah, I think there's other like I was talking to Sonny Webster on Wednesday, and he was talking about like he's working with a charity in South Africa, and the kids literally have nothing in Soweto, and if they can make a gym uh, out of stuff, and the la- like the the kids are probably like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, and like they're incredible shape and stuff like that, but uh if you don't need a lot to get into shape if anything it's mainly the six inches between your two ears which is the biggest thing so i'm gonna ask you the most generic question of fitness i'm ever gonna ask how did you stay so motivated
1: um i i have fallen in love with the endorphin feeling all over again so it's you know when you're sitting on a couch and like don't get me wrong there's a difference between being genuinely tired which I was yesterday evening because I had a poor night's sleep the night before because of the storm. You know, you don't train through that being genuinely tired. But when you're just sitting there and I love one of your sayings, it's like if you have time to scroll, you have time to stroll. (laughs) And if I'm just like sitting there and I'm on my phone, you know, I know at the end of the day, I'm going to go to bed feeling like crap because I'm going to be like, why didn't I do that workout? I know how good I'm going to feel after the workout. Like you never regret a workout that you've done. Uh, Well, I don't, you know, I always know I'm going to feel better after doing that. And I think it's just, it's kind of back to non-negotiables again. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, I have four to do. There's seven days in the week. How difficult is it going to be to do four? And uh, And they're they're not long workouts. No, no half an hour 40
0: minutes yeah it's not not like I've got you doing like hour hour and a half sessions around like that because that's not my style but it's mad to kind of this that you've picked up the sayings and stuff like that because we've been working for so long (laughs) uh you're like a mini me I just have hair yeah exactly yeah Uh, I'll get a wig um but in relation to like with the kind of the instructions and stuff like that or like as with the sayings and stuff like that did it take you a while to kind of adapt to that kind of side of things and trying to implement it? Or have you got any advice for anyone? It doesn't matter if it's signing up with me or anything like that, with any coach about kind of listening to what the, what the coach is potentially saying or working with a coach or a PT, whatever it may be, and what they're trying to say and trying to implement with you.
1: I think I suppose one of the big shifts that I had was, you know, everyone does enjoy social media. But it was now I think my whole social media is more, you know, and it still does have like, you know, I have other hobbies. Like, you know, I love Formula One, for example, which is something totally different to health and fitness. So, you know, there's Formula One on my Instagram. But at the other time, you know, I started working with you and I would watch who you started following and so it's because that's what's going through my social media now you know there's a lot of health and fitness coaches there's lifestyle there's more uh you know and i kind of vibe off what you guys post and slowly but surely you know rather than seeing all these perfect bikini body celebrities what i see when i scroll through my social media now is a lot of you know good quotes about health and fitness and you know some good tips and ideas basically so that's i think that really really helped
0: yeah i think the social media thing is interesting because i think a lot of people like there's been a lot more eyes on social media i've even noticed from like the engagement and stuff like that during lockdown but with social media a lot of people are afraid to like unfollow people Mm -hmm. a lot of people are afraid to like audit their circle it is like it is don't get me wrong it is a pain to do it but if you want to look after your head, it's been an absolute game changer since I started doing it. You, I think you can even audit your feed in relation to where you see all the, the various different images. Like I know someone that literally just has football players and dogs on that feed rather than having like, because I'm in the fitness realm, all I get is the girls in the bikinis and the lads that are ripped. So I needed to get that off my screen. Um, have you got any tips on how to kind of like, get off your phone well, not really get off your phone but kind of reduce the amount of time you had on it I know you've talked about the, the saying of if you've time to scroll you've time to stroll which is only new I only came up with that about two weeks ago
1: <laughs> I listened to you too much then um, <laughs> for me it's I know I know you use an app but for me I actually just physically put it away I just but a lot of it. people are afraid of that but why would you be afraid of it I, I, I suppose I don't <laughs> I not understand. You know, if for me, you know, my household is small, it's just me, Robin and Coleman. So if and dogs I can't forget the dogs, they would be very upset, but if Robin and Coleman are between these four walls, then now we have more than four walls in our house. It's just an expression. <laughs> I don't think I live in a <laughs> shed with the turf and the gym gear. <laughs> but if Robin and Coleman are within the four boundary walls of the house, you know, um there's I don't need I don't need to have my phone on me you know something yeah you know some people can you know go to the negative that oh something might happen your mum or something but you know she is two hours away as well at the end it was probably something a lot of people don't have to you know maybe you know if I I wouldn't be the person my mum would ring if something urgent happened is what I'm trying to get across you know, the only people that rely on me for urgencies would be Robin and Coleman. So if they're within these four walls, my phone can sit anywhere within the house.
0: You're in a circles in the house. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I think a lot of people are. I know I've spoken to a few people uh, since kind of lockdown has been going on with kind of like being afraid that X, Y and Z happen. But that's literally a fear that they're creating an anxiety because anxiety is a stress that we create. A lot of people are afraid that X, Y, Z is going to happen. But how often, like, if you go for a job interview, how often do you go for a job interview and you build it up in your head? And then when you come out of it, it's like that actually wasn't that bad. Like we build up so much stuff and tell, or tell us ourselves so many stories in order to come up with excuses for like, like the phone where we live. I as I said, I have two phones on my desk, but I it, it like it. Ha- as you said, you have to create those barriers. Uh, don't get me wrong they're not easy at the beginning like i and i admire you for being so honest that you didn't need another app to do it you're just like you don't value it and i think that was the biggest thing i think people have been scrolling for like escapism Mm. people have been scrolling for i'm gonna say i'm very d4 here and say fomo um what's that mean (laughs) i'm joking I am not going to say because I elongate a certain word in that sentence, so I'm not going to. uh, I'm not going to go D four because I get slagged so much by you for my accent. Um, in relation to the work side of things, you had like, um, you had an epiphany about kind of not being almost a busy fool as well. Was one of those things that kind of was a major epiphany, and I've been. I think we've all been guilty of that. Um, like in relation to finding the, the, like, you know, you're you're very lucky to have Coleman, but do you have any advice for anyone that potentially may not have that kind of, kind of buffer or that kind of support networks and someone's going to knock on the window?
1: Um, Yeah, I think, you know, and I, I am very lucky to have Coleman, definitely. But, you know, it's, you, you need to, you need to make yourself happy first before you can look at making anybody else happy you know you really you can't and being busy and doing stuff is not happy being able to actually just sit in a quiet room in the morning and drink a cup of tea with no phone in your hand or no anything you know that's that's how you can really ask yourself are you happy is if you can sit in the silence and not get anxious about anything and you know I definitely suffered from anxiety you know And I can't tell you one thing that I did to fix it. You know, I used to get anxious about sending a text message before.
0: You've spoken about Coleman. You've spoken about your support network. How important has that been for you in any of your change in any of your headspace, Um, whether it be career, whether it be what we've been trying to work on um, and just in general for yourself? Because I don't think people lean on other people enough uh realistically so how 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 has that support network been so been so important for you
1: it's it's given me life (laughs) It, it really has um I definitely for no reason would have been afraid to say to Coleman before oh I'm going to the gym for an hour or oh I'm you know I'm going for a walk in the morning or any of that because I and I don't know why but I would have been afraid to almost say, OK, I'm not going to be a mom for the next hour. You have to step up and be the dad. Um, but I think the first thing was I had to make sure with myself that I would ask for those times and not demand or anything like that, but just a very simple. Oh, you know, you're going to be the daddy for the next hour. I'm heading off to the gym. Um it was coming over that mom guilt. Um I definitely suffer a lot from mom guilt in taking time for myself if I'm not spending time with Robin. Um so it was having him there so that I could take that hour before lockdown. And it was probably an hour and a half to drive to the gym, go do the session and come back home. Um, you know, it was asking for that and having him here there to do that. And it's the same with going for a walk in the morning, you know. The two of them don't typically get up before I go for a walk in the morning, but it's, you know, saying, look, I'm gone for a walk. If Robin wakes up, you have to be the dad. And it's it's just literally allowing myself to get away from that mom guilt and going, OK, if I take this hour in the morning or I take this hour in the evening or if I take this hour in the middle of the day, because I've taken that hour, I'm going to be a better mother when I come back because I've taken time to myself
0: that's i think that's the 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 gem in this episode so far that you will be better for yourself and that would mean that you can potentially have more energy you'll feel better about yourself and you'll feel a lot more energized because i know from working with an awful lot of ladies and i can see it from my own personal friends and I i spoke about one of my mates his situation with three kids under four i don't know how he's done it um but having that kind of time for yourself, because that is one of those things that a lot of people are afraid to almost take time for themselves. Why do you think that is?
1: I think number one is that mum guilt. We all think that we need to be here for our kids 24-7. I think everyone feels that you need to do that. But then I think it's the fear as well of, you know, what are you going to do in that silence? You know, what, what epiphany are you going to have about yourself? <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, have you had many epiphanies during lockdown?
1: A few, I think I've definitely become a lot more mindful, I think. um You have, like, I've... your
0: mindset, like, your check-ins for the last kind of couple of weeks have been, like, come at me, bro, so it's, like, it's, if I was lucky, at your check-ins from now, like, I'm not saying your ones at the beginning where, or the mindset stuff at the beginning where, like, bad or poor or anything like that, but there's definitely been a complete shift.
1: Yeah, yeah there has it's uh
0: it's it's incredible to see like if you were to have any nugget for gold a nugget of gold for any parents or any moms out there on how to prioritize yourself what would it be
1: i'm actually glad you asked me this question um before i actually started working with you i read um a pinterest post one day and it's something that is like stuck to my phone and it's just on like a little sticky note on the cover of my phone so it's nothing and I look at it every day and it's choose the life you want to have and say no to everything else and you have to be really selfish as a person to live by such a mantra but I think in the past 14 months I really have done and I think it seriously helped me it has helped me
0: yeah, I think it it can be difficult, and there's there may be pushback. I think you've been very very fortunate with with Coleman and stuff like that, but I think there can be pushback sometimes. Everyone's situation is obviously very very different, but we can also build things up in our head that are we create. Like I know one of the other girls, she had like she was building something up and something up, and then when she did it, was like a massive relief, and it wasn't anywhere near as bad as she thought it was going to be. um, And that was a quite serious thing as well. I was just like, I think sometimes you just need to kind of like not kind of paralysis by analysis and actually act on something mm-hmm. and rip the bandaid off is what I use as well. One of the other girls is like, you're better off just, you owe it to yourself to try it. And if it doesn't work after a little while, like I'm not saying give up after the first day, That's not what I'm saying. It's not like on the 1st of January, you go to the gym for seven days in a row and never go to the gym for the rest of the year. It's not like that. It's about kind of just putting one foot in front of the other and seeing what happens. Because there are going to be days you do not want to do anything. Have you, have you, you've mentioned there about kind of learning how to listen to your body a little bit more. Was that a massive shift from you from coming from the athlete background where potentially it was like train, 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 train?
1: I was like a machine back in the day. Yeah, no, I definitely have to listen to my body. And I think, um, you know, I have upped my activity an awful lot over lockdown. You know, before I used to just do four sessions a week in the gym and that was it. Whereas now, you know, there's some days where I'll do a gym session. I'll go for uh, not even a walk. I might turn it into a run if I'm in the mood on what I'm in the mood for. I'll do yoga and I might do a walk on top of that and you know go Robin. I think on those days, even though you know I started with you for weight loss, it's still really important that I make sure that I'm fueling my body properly on those days and kind of more so the day after that I'm you know recovering because I think recovery is key. And I think that's why my journey I think has been so successful is because I haven't gotten injured I have never pushed myself beyond the point of injury you know the minute I feel a click or something feels uncomfortable and even though I'm extremely competitive with myself like the example that we can take is that 5kg bicep curl you know 5kg bicep curl is nothing to scream from the rafters hey look I can curl 5k you know and I decided to push it to seven and a half even though i dislocated my elbow as a kid um and i felt the clicking and then you know it was very important for me just to make sure that i i stopped and you know five kg is my limit and being okay with that is very important
0: and I'm not you not lifting with your ego even though like like fight like with i remember you you messaged me when that happened i was like just do more reps of the more reps to failure for the five kg and you can feel, still feel that massive, massive burn with the, and you can even use bands if you want. Um, You've, you've, with your programming and stuff like that, it's, your program is very, very different to everyone else's, like all the other programs are as well. But yours in particular, because you've come from a competitive background, you've kind of got like a different side of training compared to some of the ones, like you've got hand cleans and stuff like that. How have you, like, have you, when you're going training, Uh, when you were going to to train in the gym and stuff like that did you bring other people with you or did you train by yourself or how do you prefer to train
1: um i like both um when i first started i trained by myself because i needed to get back into it now like a lot of people probably wouldn't believe it but i had major anxiety about going into a gym for the first time when when i was a sprinter i i was so fortunate like You know, I don't want to sound um, egotistic, but like I had personal one to one training in a private gym and I had, you know, a scholarship that allowed me access to the non-commercial gym in NUIG. You know, I I never had to go into a commercial gym, (laughs) but I find really snobby saying that. So believe it or not, going into a gym in July 2019 absolutely petrified me it scared me so bad and at the start I just had to I just had to do it myself so I did it myself but then kind of around I think it was around Christmas just after Christmas I did start to notice that my motivation was kind of tipping a little bit and you know it was a crappy winter and I used to go at nine o'clock in the evening after Robin went to bed so you know, having a gym buddy at that time was absolutely brilliant. You know, I brought my friend. We used, you know, one of us would drive one evening. The other would drive another evening. And that really, really helped me on those wetter evenings. You know, after working all day, um, you know, I've about, like, depending on traffic, it used to take me an hour, an hour and a half to commute one way to work. Um, you know, they were long days and then you know to pull yourself to go to the gym at half eight in the evening you're like oh god so having a gym buddy was absolutely amazing and like you know we were at two different stages of our journeys but you know it was great it was just great to have someone to go with and you know pull you along and even now at home i, I pull coleman out to the gym too so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: poor coleman um the last question on the gym like you've sent pictures of your form over and I know for a lot of people that's not comfortable. Um, for whatever reason it is, I think it's so so important for if anyone's working with a coach is to like to send pictures of your form because vast majority of people are probably doing the exercises wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Even I do I them remember, wrong,
1: Shane. You know, I I do, I do, them, do wrong. them wrong. <laughs> Everyone does them wrong. <laughs>
0: but like i know myself when i've had coaches i send the videos over and they're just like slightly just bring back your shoulder or something like that how did you struggle with kind of that at the beginning of saying right i'm just gonna send the video over yeah or was yeah the, did, yeah. yeah what made you get over it because
1: at the end of the day you know you know you're, you're not judging on me on how i look it's you're just there to help me do exercises that are more beneficial
0: very simple answer yeah how did you get how, how did you get over the anxiety in the gym because that is a big thing that like, i know myself i went back into the gym but mine was for a completely different reason because of what's going on but for yourself if you had one one nugget of advice this is the last question one, one nugget of advice for someone who is going back into the gym for the first time or is looking to start a fitness journey what would it be
1: holding you back you know if if you don't go what's going to happen if you do go what's going to happen you know what have you got to lose yeah you may fall over a dumbbell and trip into the (laughs) treadmill and go flying out the window but like that's the worst thing that can happen like the best thing that can happen is you're going to feel better about yourself and anything that is worthwhile is not easy you know
0: so unfortunately we were recording this the microphone that i leash um was using uh, cut out so we had to cut the the interview a little bit shorter so it was, it, 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 there were so many points so many pointers in relation to kind of the mindset stuff and how to be a mom choosing the life you want to have Um, having your non-negotiables which we talk about kind of having a support group and not feeling guilty and kind of getting away from that mom guilt that she spoke about so elaborately and eloquently so for anyone that's kind of wondering, that kind of the progress pictures that the work that we've done together has been has got her down about 10 kilos, which is about 22 pounds um in weight. Um, and at the minute, we are doing a little bit of a kind of a maintenance phase and bringing up strength and stuff like that and focusing on that and kind of creating the routine that she's working on, working with yoga and more on her yoga stuff. She's doing her kind of walking when she wants just to just clear her head and she's working on her own mindset stuff. We've worked incredibly hard together I'm, I'm incredibly proud of her I'm very very humbled that that she agreed to come on to the podcast and share her journey so guys if you've enjoyed it at all please do tag the two of us up on our story um i'm really excited to hear the feedback on this because i think a lot of parents a lot of um moms and stuff like that a lot of dads potentially if they're listening as well will relate to this and I'm, i'm super excited to see exactly what reaction kind of comes out of this guys so please do uh support where you can um leave a review up on itunes and tag the two of us up on your story